wool. Krumit shel machatzelat mutal tadla b'shabbat. If you have a, a, a piece of reeds that came off of a mat, you used to have a mat full of reeds, you're allowed to use that on Shabbat. My time, why are you allowed to use it on Shabbat, even if it came off? I heard from Baraduma, what do you do with mats? Use it to cover dirt. So just like the whole mat was usable to cover dirt, this is also usable to cover dirt, because let's say you have, a bro- uh, you have a piece of dirty stuff on the floor, you want to cover it with this broken piece, you could, and therefore it's using, therefore you're allowed to, therefore you're allowed to use it. Now, there's a whole question why it has to be used for the same exact thing, we're going to leave that aside for now. Says the Gemara. Because really, we said before that the Chachamim hold that if it's used for anything, it's usable. Okay. Amar B'zera, Amar Rav. She'ereh purzomet asul tatalam b'shabbat. You have a broken piece of a talet, you're not allowed to move it on Shabbat. Mututa she'en ba'ashosh According to Abayah, Abayah says that's only talking about a small piece that's less than three by three. Because a piece that's less than three by three. Piece that's less than three by three is lo chazian lo anim lo ashim. Nobody will ever use it. Even even people who anim never use a piece that's that small. Tanurvan shivret tanur yashan. If you have a broken a broken oven, the ovens in the olden days were made out of pottery. Like this one right. Were made out of pottery. Haren kikol akalim alim bechatzer. You can you can you move it in the chatzer. Divrei Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Dalim Rabbi Dalim says. And then you can't move them. Hey, the Biosi Mishum Rebelez Menyakov. The Biosi said, Name Rebelez Menyakov, Al Shivre Tanur Yashan, Bar O Tanur. Heid Rebiosi Mishum Rebelez Menyakov, Al Shivre Tanur Yashan, Bar Old Oven, Shadim Mishmari was moved on Shabbat. And on the cover of the oven, that it doesn't need a handle, and you're still allowed to move it on Shabbat. Okay. What is the machloket between Rameir and Rabbi Yudah? Amar says, The machloket is if something could do a melacha, but not the same thing. But as Rabbi Yudah, who goes according to his reasoning that you can't use the the things that are broken because it's dolad. Remeir Tamir follows his reasoning that we don't care because it's us- it's usable for anything that's fine. Mat kivla Rava. Rava asks the question. Why if if so? Why would they limit their argument to a broken oven? Just let them say any broken kelim. Holding by the same thing they always said. Why would they have to talk about a particular case of an oven? That's how, therefore, he doesn't agree with Abayah's understanding of the Machloket because they wouldn't have said it like that. Rather, Rabbi says, They're talking about the following type of oven that broke. It's a particular oven, and that's why they argue about it. It's a different type of Machloket. If they put an oven over a pit, and you put a rock in the thing, you, you you stuck, you wedged a rock in to keep the oven suspended in the air, and underneath it, 
you lit it. If you could heat the oven by lighting it in the pit and it gets heated enough, tameh, then we'll say it's tameh. The imlav tahor. The reason why it will be tahor is because it has to be attached to the ground to be tameh. And since if the fire under it won't work, you're going to have to make your own floor in the oven. The oven didn't have a floor. So you'd ha- the, if the floor of the dirt won't work for it, you'd have to put your own artificial floor. So therefore it's not considered made and it'll be tahor. But if it can be heated by the, by the, by the bottom of the pit, then it's fine. Ha'ayurim, he says, if it gets hot, it's always tameh, no matter what, how it gets hot. Michael, what's the machlok about this thing? about this pasuk. It says, If they get tameh, an oven should be destroyed. and they will always be tameh. When it says yutatz, it sounds like Only if it needs demolishing. That's If it doesn't need demolishing, it means it's already not attached. So therefore, it's already demolished. So therefore, it's taught. That's how they understand the word yutats, demolishing, to say that it has to be attached to the ground to be tameh. Because when it's attached to the ground, when you uproot it, you demolished it. But if it's not called attached because it doesn't work as it's wedged in right now because it won't get so hot, then it's not that, then it's taught. Rabbis hold, it says regardless they can be tameh. the doesn't say the word. It says demolish. What do they do with that word? They use it the opposite to tell you. I would have thunk. You might think since it's attached to the ground, it's like the ground and it can't get tameh at all, right? So the word yutatz tells you it still gets tameh. Even though it's attached to the ground, because many things that are attached to the ground, like a house attached to the ground, doesn't accept tuah. Here, we, according to Ramadan, the word yutat teaches us that it can get tameh, even though it won't attach, get attached to the ground. So it's the opposite of the other rabbis. The other rabbis is using yutat saying only a ground could get tameh. And the rabbis are saying you might have thunk that not, a ground not tameh, and yutat teach you that it can become tameh. What do the other rabbis do? What does Rabbi Uda do with the words? sounds like it's tameh no matter what like the rabbi said it's only with the first lighting but the second lighting once it was lit already even if it's hanging from the camel's neck it's so, so high it still gets tameh once it was lit already Chalas, it's already tamei, and that's what he uses with tamei mechumakom. Okay, Amar Ula, basically shown the Rabbanan. I feel a little bit about Gamal. According to the first one, the Rabbanan say even if it's hanging from the camel, it'll still be, it'll still become tamei no matter what. Okay. Now, Matkifal Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi has a question. Ihachi, I don't think Bishvet Tanur why don't you? Why do you have to broke, talk about broken tanur? Talk about the tanur itself. If the tanur is, itself is not a, is not a, a kili, do you have to talk about the broken ones? El Rashi has own explanation of the brayta. Really, like we said before, that we're talking about pieces that are not usable for something. We're talking about when the pieces could be used. For baking, okay. 
Remeres the Dvarav Derbiudakama. So now, but before we had said, what do you have to talk about that? Talk about the talk about this. Here we're explaining. Remeres explain what Rabbi Huda is saying. Okay. According to me, I hold it's always okay, even if it does a different task, it's still fine. According to you, who hold it has to use the same time melacha, at least admit to me, since you still, you still could bake on it, which means you have a broken tile, and you're going to put it in the oven, and you're going to bake something on that tile, right? And you're going to bake it on that tile. So this broken piece is serving as like a, as like a tray that you're going to bake a cookie on, right? So he's saying, admit to me that you who need the same thing, this was an oven, you used to bake into it, and now it's an oven tile. So you're baking on it. So admit to me that, I'll for sure let, because I don't, I don't care if you use it to cover a, a keli, but you who need to be the same type, admit to me that this is called the same type, because you bake in the oven, and you bake on an oven tile, same nonsense. Don't compare it. When you have an oven, it's regular. It's it's heated inside the oven. But here, with the tile, with the broken piece, using a tile, it's used outside, and therefore it's different. Usually, the 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 dough is is slapped to the side of the oven, like in a lafa oven. They slap it to the side of the oven, so the the dough is like standing. And Hacha over here, it's a tray, it's lying, and therefore it's not quite the same thing, and Rabbi Uda would not agree that it's not Mukseh. Says Gmah, he either Yosi Mishum Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov, Al Shabbatan Ruyashan Shinitlin. They testify that if you have a broken old Tanur, it could be moved on Shabbat. Val Kisuyo, and on the cover, that doesn't need a handle like we said before. Amar Avina, Avina says, How do we move the covers in the town of Matzah Mechasia? The end line betyad. I don't have handles. That's it. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah right now. Mishnah. If you have a stone that's sitting in a shell. If you could fill up the shell and it doesn't fall, they used to take pumpkins, hollow them out, and use them to fill up water from a well. Now, you know that when you throw something light into the well, it won't sink to the bottom, and you need it to sink in order to fill up with water. So what they would do is they would take a stone and attach it to it, and this way... It would the, the 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 shell will sink and you could pull up the water. So if you attached it well and it's not going to fall out, malimba, then you could fill up with water on Shabbat. The imlav and malimba, but if not, you're not allowed to do it because it'll be muksa, because it's not considered part of the shell. Says Let's say you have a vine. Vines are pieces of wood that grow long, and very often they can be strong enough to hold a bucket. So if you have a vine that gets tied to a pitcher, you could use the pitcher on Shabbat and fill up from a well with the pitcher. If you have a cork for the window, they used to windows in those days weren't glass. They were big holes in the walls. And you would have a wooden cork that you used to stuff it up in the event of rainy weather. So let's say you have a window cork 
and it starts raining, are you allowed to close it on Shabbat? If it's attached with a rope to the window, and talui, and it's hanging, meaning that the rope is not long enough that it's sitting on the floor, so it's always hanging off the window, then pokimbo, then you could shut it. But if it's on the floor, if it, there's no rope, or if there is a rope and it's too long, and pokimbo, you cannot cork that window hole on Shabbat. But the rabbis say, regardless, you could always use it to cork up. Now, says the Gemara, we're going to switch and talk about a case of a barrel. Often, in order to make sure that the cover of the barrel will doesn't fall off, they would put a rock on top of it. Now, this is very similar to our case, because in our case of the Mishnah, we have a rock put in a bucket or a gourd, so it should sink in. And this is a rock on top of a barrel, so it stays closed. You could tilt the barrel on the side, and it'll fall off. And therefore, good. That's only true that you're allowed to tilt it off if you forgot it there. But if you left the rock there on purpose, when you leave a mukseh thing on purpose on something, it becomes the 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 barrel becomes a support for the rock, and therefore it's asur, and you wouldn't be allowed to move it. He also agrees that the Mishnah with uh, the, the Mishnah was talking about so when you forgot it there. That's when you're allowed to tilt it. When it comes to Maniach, it's not that it's Asur. He says the opposite. Says Rev, Rev, uh, Rev Asi, not Rev Ami. Rev Asi says he's the opposite. If you left it there on purpose from before Shabbat. As opposed to Rav Ami, who said it became a basis, he says the complete opposite. He says that now it becomes part of the cover, and now you can move it without even tilting it. You don't need to tilt it. Amar Rabbah, Rabbah says, Motvinan Ashmaitin. We have a question on our statement. Why? It says, Ha'evin if you have a stone in the pumpkin, if it doesn't fall out, you could use it. Right? So you see that if you put a stone into something, it becomes not mukseh. Right? So how could Rav Asi have said it's a basis? Why doesn't he say that the gourd becomes a basis in our Mishnah? Vilohi is now it's not really a question. Hatam came in the Hadkashavidofin. Over there you stuck the stone on good, so it became part of the wall. But in our case it wasn't stuck in, and therefore, since it's not stuck in, it doesn't change. Rav Yosef, Amar Rav Yosef, Umotvina Shmaita, Rav Yosef, who was the rabbi who followed Rav Ami, Rav Asi, who says Mutar, had a question. It says in our Mishnah, the imlav and malimbera. It says if it's not tucked in good, you can't draw with it. And therefore, in our case, where it's just sitting on top of the of the barrel, it should also become mukseh. Vilohi, it's not true. Hatam kevin the lo hadke betule betala. 
over there in the Mishnah, since you didn't put it there, that means you, by, by not putting it strong, it's not going to stay at all. And you're not going to use it for the water. Because when you put the, the pumpkin in the thing with, 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 the, with the rock not fastened strong to it, so then it's going to fall right out and you're not going to use it. So by you not t- tying it tight, you're showing you're not going to use it. That's why it's Muxam. But in our case, when it's on top of the barrel, it could work without being tied tight. And therefore, the fact that it doesn't need that it needs to be tied tight in the Mishnah does not prove that it can't it can't work in the case of Rav Ami. Now we want to clarify the machloka between Rav Ami and Rav Asi. Why does one rabbi say it's a basis and the other rabbi say the opposite? It becomes a basis and it's more mukzeh. And it can't be tilted. And the other rabbi says, that's Rav Ami. And Rav Asi says the opposite, that it becomes a part of the keli and it doesn't even need to be rolled off. My Kamathki. Morsavar, one rabbi holds Ba'in and Maaseh. The first rabbi who says Asur and becomes Masis, he says in order for it to be part of the item, you need to change the rock. You have to do an action. Morsavar, the other rabbi says you don't need Maaseh. They're following the, the, what they say in other places. Rav Ami and Rav Asi. Rav Dimi Amar Rav Chanina when Rav Dimi came from Israel. He, he said the name Rav Chanina. Amri La Amar Rav Zerah Chanina. Others say from Zerah said the name Rav Chanina. Pam Achad Halach Rebbe Lemakom Achad. One time Rebbe went to a certain place. Umatzin did Bach Shalom and he found a row of stones that were prepared for a house. Vamatav he told his friend he told the students. He told, go get ready so we can use these seats tomorrow. On Shabbat, he wanted to go and use them as seats. So he said, think about it so we can use them as seats. And Rebbe just said, think about it. He said, you don't need, you, you see that you don't need an action. That's a proof to Rav Asi. Rebbe Yochanan, he didn't require an action. My Amlu, what did he tell him? Rebbe Amar, Rebbe says, Suvalim Dum Amalahem. According to Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe Ami says that they, he told them, go and put them in the right spot. This way we don't have to move them tomorrow. And Rebbe Asi says, go and clean them. Now, that means that Rebbe Asi holds that cleaning it is enough, and Rebbe Ami holds it's not enough. And that's why Rav Ami, in our case, was strict. When Rav Ami says, go set them up, that means he's saying you're not going to have to move them. And therefore, he's holding the mukseh. And Rav Asi says, if you clean them, you did an action, and that made it okay. That's according to the first version. Itmar, we learned, Rabbi Yossi Bashul Amar, the same story with Rebbe, they said, it wasn't stones, it was a stack of beams they wanted to use on Shabbat. It was a ship's beam. Seems like the ships used to have a stick to stick into the water to make sure that the water is deep enough so the boat doesn't get stuck. So that that stick was what he want, they wanted to sit on by Rebbe's, Rebbe's and his Talmidim. Now, what's the machloka between Rabbi Yosef Shaul and Rabbi Yochanan and Shaul? I guess the two brothers. The one who says it was a pole... If you could use a pole, you could definitely use beams. If you said it was a beams, maybe they wouldn't let you use that because since 
people are careful to make sure your stick doesn't break or doesn't get bent at all. So you can make sure that your boat doesn't get stuck. They wouldn't let you use the pole. But a bunch of sticks they would let you use. And therefore, since they wouldn't let you use it, it might be mukseh, if according to the other rabbi. Says the Mishnah, we spoke about a vine that is touched, that is tied to the pitcher. So Gemara says, It sounds like only when it's tied you could use it. But if it's not tied, you're not allowed to tie it on Shabbat and, and, or, or, or just hang it on it to draw the water. It looks like Mishnah is not like Rashbag, the tiny we learned. If you have these date, date, Wood that you want to use them as firewood. You decide you want to sit on the firewood, so you have to tie it. Rashbag says, and the says, you don't have to tie it. So you see from Rashbag that if you don't have to tie it, that means you don't need any changing. And if so, by the Zimura case, by the case of the vine that you want to use, you should not need to have to tie it. It should be enough just to hang the pitcher from the vine, even if it's not tied. Why do you need to tie it? Just like Rashbag does not require the tying in order to make date palms into a chair. says, I can even tell you that our Mishnah that needs it to be tied could also be Rashbag. The reason why he needs it tied is because it's still attached to the, to the tree. Which means the vine is also attached to the ground at the end. If you're talking about a vine that was already cut off the vine, then you don't need necessarily to tie it up, as long as you hang it from its fine, because it already became like a keli. But if it's still attached to avia, to its father, meaning it's still attached to the ground, wherever it was attached, then you need to tie it up, otherwise it doesn't work. Says the Gemara, How could you say it's talking about a case when it's attached to the ground? You're never allowed to use anything that's attached to the ground. A person's not allowed to sit on a tree, if you have a tree that's attached to the ground, you can't sit on Shabbat, we're afraid that you're going to come to crack off a, a branch. Says the Gemara, we're talking about below three Tvachim, it was attached below three Tvachim and it never, it never went above three Tvachim. And if so, the rule is anything below three Tvachim is not, you're, you're allowed to use it and that's why you're allowed to use it over here also. We're not worried that maybe it'll break. Okay. We can even talk to, say that the Mishnah, which says it has to be tied, can be talking about one off the ground. If you don't tie it, we're afraid that you are going to end up cutting it. And we're not allowed to cut it to make it the right size.